Right, I just start. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm Carol. I'm um, an alcoholic and I'm an adult child of um, alcoholism. And I'm a little bit nervous and I'm a little bit sensitive because I'm not feeling 100% well. But I will do my very best um, because my confidence is in the Lord. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me today. I couldn't do any of this stuff or go to any of these meetings or do any of this work if it weren't for my higher power and my friends and sponsors in these rooms. Um, I came into the rooms of AA, I'll start with AA, um, in 2007 on 9-11. And um, I'm, I'm kind of in my 16th year now. Um, I had no choice when it come to drink, drugs and rock and roll, as I call it. Um, I was also addicted to food from a very young age. And I think mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, I just, I wasn't very well, you know. Um, I didn't realize about PTSD and I didn't realize about trauma until I came into ACA more, but um, I did know there was a lot of things wrong. Um, I was um, I was adopted, uh, I was up for adoption, sorry, as a GI baby in a, in a home in Tunbridge Wells and um, I never got adopted. <laughs> uh, but my grandmother, my biological grandmother come and take, took me in and she wasn't very uh, happy to do that. I am of I am of mixed heritage, and at them times it was a little bit of a shameful situation, and I took on a lot of shame from her shame because she was a gypsy. She wasn't keen on blacks. She wasn't keen on many people really of any race. Um, she was an alcoholic. My mum was an alcoholic, and she ran off to London. Um, and my drinking started when I was a baby, to be honest with you, because I used to put drink in my bottle. So I think in a way, it's like the apple don't fall far from the tree, you know, as they say, um, you know, I I just kind of like always liked it, like the taste of it. And, um, you know, as I grew, the stories would just be more and more about, you know, who I was, what I was doing, what I wasn't doing, and who I was in the family, and how how I wasn't really wanted. And uh, so my abandonment issues had started very young. Um, you know, uh, I, I can remember trying to scrub myself white with Vim when I was seven. There was nine sexual abusers. There was physical abuse. There was bullying at school. There was beatings at home with a hot poker. So there was trauma all the way through. And I didn't quite know who and where I fitted in in this whole situation in Dover, in Kent, where I grew up. Um, I realised now looking back, there was narcissistic behaviour going on. And uh, my nan and my real biological mum were both abusers too, sexual as well as physical. And um, it was all part of the plan. I was a bit of an oddball, but I am a survivor today. Don't think I'm telling you this story. It didn't make me an alcoholic, but what it did is I started to drink heavily, started off moderate, then to heavy. And then before you know it, I'd crossed that line into alcoholism, trying to run away from the feelings of shame and guilt and uh, feeling dirty and, and just not and just feeling too brown not white enough in my white environment which was all my family at that time i hadn't met my father's side who was the g the black gi because i'm mixed race so i just didn't know nothing much about any side of it but you know what was going on i just know that i didn't fit in and so my drinking well at 13 14 i was drinking and taking drugs quite heavily and i had no choice once i took that first drink or that first struggle, whatever it was, I never had no choice after that. It was like I was off and running and I couldn't stop. Um, 
I felt a lot of shame around uh, the boyfriends that I chose. I chose very violent men. And um, I'd always think, you know, they do love me. And they probably did in their own way, but they were a bit narcissistic. I sort of chose the same sort of people. I kind of carried on on that path of like, that's how people meant to treat you. You don't know any different. And uh, if they'd say things like, you know, who would want you when they've had enough of me? You know, who would want you anyway? No one would want you. I'd believe them because self-esteem was very low. Anyway, I've got, so I've got into recovery. I won't go too much into stories of, you know, where it took me. It took me to some very, very bad places. Uh, I'm going to finish on this bit about our AA is that I didn't end up in prison, but I was close to it because I became a real nuisance in my drinking. And in the end, I became quite violent myself. So I'll leave that there and go on to my journey into, um, into the ACA program. And what it's taught me, the, the ACA program, is to kind of keep a little bit out of the story, but to feel all the feelings. And as my sponsor in ACA always tells me, you know, the body keeps the score. You know, you've survived a lot. You know, your childhood trauma was real. It did happen. You can't run away from the feelings, you know. Um, but um, in time, you know, you can feel more and more comfortable around the ACA family, the fellowship of that, and just be yourself. You haven't got to worry. You, can, you know, you're mixing well with people in ACA now. And uh, you're learning more about yourself, Carol, so it's okay. You're safe. And that's what I found in this. I mean, AA is brilliant. I'm not knocking AA. I thank God for my going into my 16th year. Every day is a new day, and it's only one day at a time, as we know. But, um, you know, I came out of denial more in ACA because I think I got sort of stuck at a point in ACA, in AA, that I didn't really know where I was going from there. It was getting a bit stale. Um, I felt like I was, not it was getting stale, I felt I was getting stale in some sort of murky water, in a toxic bath of self-pity at times, thinking, what is going on with me, you know, and... Um, so I never knew much about trauma, but I knew it was there and I knew it had impacted my body and I knew it impacts me today. When I feel something's not right, I feel it in my, normally I feel it in my stomach. Sometimes I feel it in my neck or my head. The other day I was feeling it through nosebleeds and I was feeling it through through things there. And, and it, can, it can come out in all different ways with me, you know. It can be a smell, it can be anything that kind of gets me going. Um, and I never knew how erratic my behaviour was, you know. Uh, and uh, what happens is I look at the character defects of my life and I see where I've gone wrong and where I've gone here, there and that. And, you know, how I haven't really been a great mum when I was drinking. I was, uh, you know, I wasn't there. I was absent, you know, I wasn't emotionally there. Today I am. But um, I look at the laundry list and the character defects. I look at it, you know, it's all, um, it's, I'm a bit sensitive today. So it's like it's all, it's all there. And today, even today, I've had an incident with one of my adult children that, you know, she said something that quite it hurt me because I'm sensitive and I didn't cry in front of her. And, and as my sponsor in, in ACA would say, that's an adult thing to do. But what I used to do is I'd cry. If I had to cry, I'd just cry because I'm a crier. <laughs> uh, but I don't have to cry in front of the children today, which is wonderful, you know. And um, when I look back on some of this, uh, you know, this stuff that I've gone through, it's, uh, it's just absolutely amazing. I talk about God a lot in it because God has saved me from myself. He really has. He saved me from myself because there's times when I, I didn't want to be here. I, I didn't want to be. I've lost a lot of people in my family. I've lost ba I've lost two baby fathers and um, I've lost uh, my mum and I've lost 
you know, there's a lot of people in AA that I've lost that I've got very close to. And, and I realised that grief will never keep me. Grief doesn't have to be my reason for going out there again. And grief, I have to deal with grief on grief's terms, like on a level where this is grief, it's okay to cry, you're okay, you're in a safe place to do it. Even if it's indoors on your own and no one sees you, don't isolate, keep on with the ACA work. Because there was times I thought I can't carry on with the ACA work as well. Because my thoughts are, in a general way, is that I don't normally know how to ring people up. I'd rather just like, I always say to myself, oh, they might be busy. Or why would they want to talk to me? But, you know, they won't have time today. And I've, I've talked myself out of even making the phone call. That's how much um, confidence I had. And yet now, since I've come into ACA, I'm starting to build up that confidence. I think, right, you know, ring up that person, whether it be sponsor, friend or whatever, fellow traveller or an AA person, ring them up. And as soon as you ring them, if they tell you they're busy, they'll tell you they're busy and it's okay. You know, you ain't got to take any, you know, you ain't got to get upset about it. They just tell you. And that's how I kind of push myself forward. So it is a positive it's meant to be a positive share because I know it sounds at first when I started, it might sound like, oh God, this is going to be a bit of one of them ones, poor old me, but it's not poor old me, pour me another drink. It really is. I am a warrior woman today. I am a survivor of all that sexual abuse. I'm a survivor of all them beatings. I'm a survivor of all the bullying. You know, I'm just a survivor. And um, I could have died. Is that my time? Five oh, five minutes. Minutes. oh, thank you. God, that's gone quick. Cool, oh, what have I said? <laughs> we didn't talk about double diamond, working wonders, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so like, you know, I just I just look at things and I look at how, how God held the man that held the pen that took my number, you know, when I come on into uh, the fellowships. And each time it's like someone was there, like I do a lot of the responding today, like a responder, you know, where you just take that phone call and you take the number and then you ring that person and give them a little bit of hope for the future, whether it be AA or ACA. And um, I'm doing my, I haven't finished my steps in ACA, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know if I was actually able to, that's where my doubts come from actually. I didn't even know if I was able to do the chair because I didn't know if I was qualified enough to do it. I'm qualified in AA because I know what that does and where I've been there, but I wasn't sure if I had enough, um, you know, you know, uh, recovery in ACA to deal with this but I can see a change in me there's a big change to when I first come in when I first come in I didn't have any respect for hardly any men and that was because of a lot I mean I was abused by men and women but there was a lot of men that I just thought I don't care what I say in front of you but it was wrong and I had to be told and I love it that you know you could be told in a gentle way to behave yourself you're not in the pub Carol you know you're in the fellowship now you want to fellowship with people love you and care for you and they want to love you until you learn to love yourself and so you know these are the things i've had to learn don't be so quick to speak about some of them things that are you know the things that are a bit naughty and, and men don't need to hear that but my story is my story and my story doesn't change because i'm on this platform my story is my story and it's my truth um, but as i said you know it's what what don't hurt you makes you stronger sort of thing and and it's definitely helped me looking at this laundry list and seeing all these different things, you know, and um, I don't know, I just, I don't, I don't really know how to finish really, but I just know that I want to, I want people to be kind to that. My, my thing today would be, be very kind to self because 
that would be my story to everyone. I didn't know how to be kind to me. I didn't know how. And, uh, you know, as I said, my sponsor's proud of me because I've finally, at 66, stopped using carbolic soap. I've used it all my life, and that was to try and get me clean. And um, I've gone on to Dove, and it's a nice smelling soap. You know, the things that change don't always change overnight. They take a little time. And I know it's took me a while, I'm a pensioner, but I've got there in the end, you know, and it's like, I just assume that you've got to use Dettol and carbolic soap to be clean. And, and that was something in my mind. So, of course, the critical parent has always been there, saying you're still dirty, you're never going to be clean, you're still brown, you're not going to be white, you know. And there's a lot of criticism there, but I know there's a loving parent. And I know now to look at this and listen and listen for who it is that's talking and look after my inner child today. Look after little Carol, because she needs to be looked after today. I've got a little dolly, and she's a little doll, and she's like... She's like made of material. And her name's Coral, and she's in my bed every night. And she's my, I look at her like my little inner child. And you might think, oh, 66, and she's got a doll. Is she, is she for real? Yeah, I'm for real. That's, that's what I've got in my bed. And if I get uncomfortable about something, I'll give her a little cuddle. So I can physically feel like I'm giving her a cuddle and giving my inner child a cuddle. And of course, I've got teenagers that want to play up as well in there that have had just about enough of it. And with my own family, my own grandchildren, especially the youngest, it's 13, she and me argue quite a lot. I feel like it's my teenager against that teenager. She's got an attitude and then I get an attitude. And it's like, it's like working it out in ACA. What, what's going on here? Who's talking here? It's not the adult, Carol. It's the teenager. Or who's talking here? Is it the child? Do you want to be a little girl again? You know? And it's all of that. I don't know if it's made any sense. I've been ever so nervous about this uh, tonight. And as I say, I'm not feeling 100% well. So I do hope someone gets something from it. And I'll, I'll leave it before I get my last little minute, whatever it is you're going to say. Thank you very much. Have a nice evening, everyone. And thanks for letting me share.